Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. USA! USA! Shot clock turned off. Calvary. Hall. Eight to shoot. Hall. The runner! Loose ball! It's good! Williams Goss comes out of the pack. Matthews for three. Oh, my goodness! Morrison. Six. It's time for Zag's Hoop Talk with Jack and Zach on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. All I was thinking about is, like, how do you know what things to use to wipe? Leaving the Zags, he's Rob Zachary. I'm Jack Ferris. It is another Wednesday. These Wednesday things are... are getting to be the norm now i know dude well here's the thing i'm going to montana tomorrow oh okay yep doing the whole montana trip kenny hey, trip yep i i'm dropping the horses off out there so um just so i don't have to worry about them in the winter time that's really what it is i woke up this mo- i woke up yesterday morning and it was like pissing rain and it was like 37 degrees and i was like you know what it might be time for them to go to Montana. Time to get those horses out of eastern Washington and into Montana. As and speaking on, of a horse, look at this stud. As we welcome on the guest, oh, Tyler Seth, otherwise known as T-Nut. How's it going, boys? Going well. That, that's a new uh, piece of Gonzaga garb, or am I just not no. in the loop? No, that isn't a piece of – that's old. Oh, is that when you were – manager no this is i think rob's freshman year few he gave me this jesus christ okay no well it's velour jack i remember the velour suits the velour (laughs) suits were were a lot tyler was manager of uh gonzaga basketball from what 08 to 2012 correct yep back when being the manager meant something right it really did that was an exclusive crew back when it was just one per class and not 45 total Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we only had one per class. And I think we have max we ever had when I was there was three or four. So three yeah. or four total. Yep. So you are a class behind Rob. Correct. We we graduated together. Well he uh-huh. finished career. I graduated before you. Let's yeah. get that straight. We finished our career at the same time. There we go. From the corner! Buzzer means we're breaking away from TNF for just a second. You may not be at the games this year, but you can still get in on all the football action at Bet Online. Here's a little tip for you guys. Not a tip. I'm not soliciting you advice. I'm just giving you facts. I'm hitting the last couple of weeks. I've been on a, a bit of a tease phase. My tease phases come and go, as phases do. And I swear to you, I'm hitting like 70% of football games when I bet dog over. That's college and NFL. I'm betting dog over and it's been working out for me. Give it a shot. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, even teases, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And there was always the online casino as well. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. Buzzer. From the corner! Where'd you grow up? Why'd you want to go to Gonzaga? What's, what's the deal? Yeah, I grew up in 
grew up in Paulsville, Washington, which is really close to the home of Stephen Gray. We're both from the peninsula, uh, Bay Ridge Island. Uh, but equally, yeah, equally popular high school athletes. Uh, no, Bay Ridge. Know, he, he knew who Tyler was growing up. Uh, not a clue. Um, actually, in high school, we played against. I played against Stephen, and he got an oh, got a defensive rebound, and I like snuck around and like poked it out, and it's like in the newspaper. And on the bottom, it's like Stephen Gray, 38 points, 10 rebounds. It's like Tyler Seth, no points, no rebounds, one steal. Atta baby. <laughs> NARPs, Atta baby. NARPs never forget these type of games, Jack. NARPs. <laughs> more of a snarp. Are you kidding? You're a snarp? What is a snarp? Smart, non-athletic. Oh, <laughs> oh I thought you were going to go oh. sneaky, non-athletic. No. Oh, I like, I like snarp. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah um toured i mean not toured i <laughs> went to a bunch of different colleges for like visits uh was between uw and gu and just i think why a lot of people pick gu is just a awesome feel obviously great basketball team big sports guy um and just ended up going with that so yeah best decision ever uh was it tell me about the uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell me about sorry it just felt like such a cookie cutter interview there i had to shake it up tell me about uh, the selection process of becoming a manager? Uh, not, it's all about who you know. So my, That's all it is, right? Especially yeah, back then. Yeah. So my uncle coached at the University of Nevada, Reno in like the 80s and used to work camps with like Leon Rice. And so that was kind of my end. So I, I originally wasn't going to be a, a water boy. And then I had a flag football class with Pargo and Sean John. And I was like, all right, these guys are pretty sweet. Let's see if I can get a part of this this culture. And my uncle made a call, and they're like, yeah. And then Clifford, the big red dog, rolled up on a bike to oh, discuss. Yeah. Like, do you want to be a manager? You got to be here at this time. I was like, this sounds great, yeah. He rolled up. So it's like it's like you were pledging, and he was letting you know you were in. He yeah, rolled he, up on a scooter. He came up on a bike with a helmet, and I was like, who's this guy? Like, <laughs> Oh, because he was the top uh, manager – dog he was yeah it was him then sean john then you correct that's how that pecking order there's a pecking order jack i didn't know if you knew that and i i know it's only it was a big deal when you could travel and that was only senior year right or did you travel two years no i actually was very fortunate because sean was two years older than me and so so you you were the guy for two two full years traveled two years and then i even got to travel as a sophomore to memphis with sean and it was Awesome. That was – Was awesome. that Memphis for the tournament? No, no. Memphis regular season when um, when Meech was getting ripped for not having Nikes on his socks and he had to go back into the locker room because the, the crowd was in his head. Wait a minute. Is that a you issue as a manager? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no. So Meech – Set the stage here. 2009 must have been? Yep, December, December 2009. Correct. We're going to Memphis. This is when um, they're like they're sometimes one. They're they're top five with Calipari. Uh, they weren't that. I don't think I think Calipari just left. Oh, so I, I remember. Oh, this. oh Josh Pass. This was Josh Pass. This is when we won Pass down there. First Correct. year. Yeah. And I remember we watched at a casino. We watched at Northern Quest, my senior class. Nice. Yeah, so that's we, all I got. We get out for the warm up, and it's like the one of the better crowds we'd seen at that year so far. And Meech is going for a layup. And he makes it, and he's sitting on the sideline, and these, like, fans front row, kind of like your boys in McCarthy in the kennel, 
were just ripping him. Oh, I thought you were Gonzaga. You can't afford Nike socks. Da, da, da. And he misses next three layups. Like, he can't do it because he's got the old school practice socks we used to have, Rob. You know, the, the comfy white ones that were thick. Oh, man. Like, like the NBA ones? No, no, they were like Costco, basically. We, they weren't Nike. They were like uh, – Oh, I can't remember that. I honestly can't remember what socks we were wearing during that time. Yeah, Meech – everyone else had Nike except Meech. And so Meech has to run back in the locker room, change, and they're just ripping him again. I think he has like maybe five points in like 38 minutes. Like did not have a great game. But, yeah, Memphis, great place, great trip. What was your – um? What was your tournament resume like? Where'd you always in the first round? <laughs> oh yeah, right. One, your sweet sixteen. No, nope, you were nope. a freshman, so you weren't even. No, yeah. So we were Denver. Oh, so as soon as you bounced, the program turned a corner. Correct, but we. I like the era we we lived in. That was a great great culture era. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't even those second round losses. You guys will get smoked, right? I see how I like detach myself from it. Yeah, exactly. You're not even a part of it anymore. <laughs> like BYU, not, actually. Yeah, we got yeah, we got Jimmered my junior year. Hung tough with yep. Ohio State. Yep, and then yep. Ohio State and Pittsburgh. That was your senior year. I remember all those second games. Like we were in their backyard every game. Denver, we were in BYU's backyard. Um, we had to play West Virginia in Pittsburgh. Which yeah, and beat them. Yeah, West, and then we had who? Ohio we State. had Syracuse in Buffalo. Which did you was traveling the, for that one, Tyler? No, You're a sophomore. Yeah. And then where else did we? I just remember I'm like, damn! Can anybody else get a better? Why can't we get a home court advantage like this? Yeah, but now we do. Now well, I we did. We had one. We had one yeah. of the best ones. We were in Spokane this year. Well, a few years ago, Iowa had to be like, okay, decent season. We're going to Seattle. It's not too far away. Oh, we have Gonzaga in the second round. Perfect. Yeah, right. Anyway, Tyler, how did the, um, how did the nickname T-Net come to be? Uh, not that great of a story, actually. Oh, God uh, damn it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, it's, but it's a deep cut, which is nice. Like, literally only exclusive people will call me that. Uh, so, it's like first couple of weeks – Freshmen don't really know anyone. I don't even have a Gonzaga shirt. Like back then they were really tight with who had gear. And so I'd wear purpose, like other college t-shirts from like champs, just so I could get some gear. Cause coach Rice would be like, our manager can't even get Gonzaga gear. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> so yeah, Pargo, Pargo one day after practice, I think I'm rebounding for him or rebounding for Heitfeld. And He's like eating peanuts. Pargo was always snacking. And he goes, I'm going to call you Tina. And someone just thought that was like the funniest thing they ever heard. And literally that's <laughs> my nickname. Because like, you say Tyler Seth and people are like, yeah, maybe. And then around the program, you say Tina. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tina. I say Tina on campus. And I'm like, is Tina back there to like the people working at the gym? And they're like, Tina. Who is Tina? You know what's crazy too? I when I say it, I think we're still in college. It, so you're 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 working on campus now, Tyler. I am. Yep, I work at the Rudolph Fitness Center as an assistant. Work, just working on the buys and tries all day, or what? <laughs> no, I'm more of the operation side, hiring and like the training. I mean, it's a sweet gig. I'm a PE teacher for college kids, which is kind of kind of cool. Hell yeah! What's your best PE sport? Ooh, I'm sneaky good at like racket sports. 
So pickleball. I think everyone everyone thinks they're pretty good at badminton. I've never met someone who's like, I love badminton. I'm just terrible at it. Everyone uh, evaluates themselves in a good light when it comes to to badminton. I was intramural champion in in college as badminton and pickleball. So that I couldn't, Tyler. I couldn't come up with a lamer fucking sport to be <laughs> than badminton. But hey, but it's so lame. It's funny. Hey, Tina, do you see a lot of people just go to the gym and have the worst form? Oh, the inner okay. Obviously, Gonzaga Intramurals is awesome. We have great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we get the spiel. Yeah. You're not going to kiss yeah. our asses. Yeah, yeah. They, keep going. The amount of trash basketball that I see, and then how mad they get, like how they think they're good. They think yeah. they're good. One time I had to call a game. It's like first quarter, the field, they're 0 for 20, both teams, and they're yelling at each other i go time out okay fuey's not coming in you guys suck (laughs) (laughs) what level was it it was like intermediate like these guys weren't they're not like bc yeah and gonzaga's gotten smarter since we've been there so the athletic skill level has declined tremendously i could see that yeah yeah the brainiacs are going to school there they're actually going to gonzaga for like the academic side of Gonzaga, not to watch the basketball team, which I think that was kind of our era, which was sweet. Best fight you've ever seen on an intramural uh, court or field? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, what do you got? You had a lot on your mind right there, T-Nut. Oh my God, am I talking about Rob's fight? Um, Well, let me me preface this because I think before I even got there, when Pargo and Heitfeldt were freshmen – Hoopers used to be allowed to play in the sausage bowl. Then mm-hmm. I guess there was this legendary fight and and Josh and Pargo were in the middle of it. Yeah. The athletic department was like, okay, this is we're shutting this down. My first year, um, it was between some seniors and the law school. Oh, I loved the law school assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, the law school had their own team? Yeah, they compete. Year. Yeah, And let me tell you something about law school kids. When you were in college, you looked at the law school guys and like, okay, so they're like 24, 25. Like they're, they're not that much better at us than, than most things. And then you become a 24, 25 year old. And you're like, yeah, I'm just better at like life period. That was when I was 19, 20, you know what I mean? So that law school psyche over the intermir- or over the undergrads is a real thing. And you don't realize it until you're that age. Sorry. Yeah. So it was a, uh... I think they were like two L's, so they had been there for a little bit, second-year law school students, um, and those at home. And they lose to these, like, sophomores, and they just, like, rush the other team's quarterback. Like, they're just pissed. Oh, they're getting their ass kicked, so now they're just – Yeah, so now they're, they're pissed. The fight um, – what they teach you to do is just to stand back and observe. Obviously, that's not your instinct, so got in the middle. Um, but, yeah, we had to, like – suspend half the law school team had to meet with them it was a whole thing (laughs) wait a minute okay so did anyone get hurt any any blood no it's gonzaga i mean it's no there's no i've never seen a blood fight at gu could could any of the sophomores have pressed charges against one of the future lawyers no they would probably would have (laughs) lost damn it see i was hoping for a punch in the face no, I think that's the news. Work there. I I think that's more of a again a mid two thousands era Gonzaga. Mid two thousands. 
uh, <laughs> was a different era. That's for sure. My friend. So the life of a, of a Gonzaga basketball manager is what obviously game day prep, but practice wash my draws, washing wash my draw. You wash my draws with tide. I know that not anything else. What else do you guys do? So I think it's all about your, per, like your approach to being a manager, right? So <laughs> Sean is like my mentor, right? You guys know Sean John really well, Sean Evans, shout out. Um, but he had a great approach to being a manager because he's like, this is supposed to be fun. I'm not going to take this like so seriously. I want to have a good time with the guys. I'm in college, but I know I have a responsibility as like a team manager. So that was kind of the vibe that I went with. Um, wanted to kind of like party with the guys more than like, I don't know, help them be, be, be another coach. Be Correct. A, yeah. I didn't want to be another coach. They had enough coaches on the staff. Yeah. Um, so as a manager, basically I just tried to like get relationships with all the guys to kind of then help them from like a, I like the development side. So I liked rebounding for Rob and trying to get his free throw percentage up. Right. Like that's, it, it did. It did. It did. It did. It started off a little struggle, but it's because of focus, but <laughs> really good. Rob had a good shot, but he like Dior Lohorn, and he just changes his form. You know, he'd do a Rick Barry. Just piss T nut off. We'd go. We, I wouldn't leave the gym unless I shot ten in a row free throws. And makes, makes or just ten makes, in a row period. Makes oh, okay. ten in a row makes, and uh, there would be times where I'd be like, I'd get to eight or nine, and we've already yeah. been there for thirty minutes, and I would just so Dior Lohorn or just some <laughs> bullshit player and. No, just to throw some shit up so we could shoot some more. Oh, yeah. It was, one time we tried to get to 100 in Martin Center, just 100 makes. That was the thing. or I forget what it had to be, but we were there a long time. And Rob, every time we got close, would do a step back where he'd do <laughs> Like Grant Gibbs used to like put it around his stomach like 10 times, and Rob would do something like that. Just well, to, just it got to the yeah, I just wanted to, you know, put some adversity in my life. Yeah. Hey, it worked. You got to the league. I mean, there's no – can't can't argue it. Tyler, rebounding someone who's shooting threes, obviously uh, conventional wisdom tells you the better shooters have, like, a soft touch off the rim so you're not sprinting around rebounding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who is the best guy to rebound for during your four-year career when it would just fall nicely Even into great. your lap? Even great. No question. Yeah. Like – the thing about Steven is he like practiced hard too. Like anytime he took a shot, he was actually like working on something. Whereas like, there's a lot of guys that when they're focused, they're really good. But then a lot of the times they're just hucking up Mm -hmm. just to huck it. Like they're not trying to make it. Steven was like genuinely trying to make it a majority of the time. All right. Who is the absolute worst? See, I'm more of a less on the shot, more on like the personality. So, like, if I didn't like the guy, I didn't really want to rebound for him. Even better, even better, I, even better. Who? So, I'd probably go Austin Day is one of my lower, lower person to rebound for. Wow. He, wow. Now, was it, was it was it because the conversation wasn't great, or you could tell he wasn't taking it as seriously as as even like a you were kind of thing, or he just wasn't really nice to me. Oh, <laughs> so okay. That's where I was coming from with him. Oh yeah, well I could see that you were a year behind him. Yeah, was, and he was like projected to go yeah. lottery, and yeah, I mean yeah, we just didn't we didn't really mesh as well as the other guys in his class. I would say. Uh, another thing, because Sean talks about this, 
from time to time, you uh, are just another body on the court for like a scout team. Like, you know, if, if certain guys can't go, they have class or whatever, you have to jump out and be like a scout team wing or something like that. <laughs> Do you have one play in particular that was your best athletic play in the history you, of? I think you practiced with us, didn't you? Yeah, I practiced a little bit, but the thing is you don't want to stand out. Like there's a misconception. You don't, you just want to be a body. If you do too good, it's bad. If you do too bad, it's like, it's a lose-lose. Yeah, so you, you don't re- want to look like an asshole, but you don't want to. Correct. Correct. So I don't have like a great, like, I don't have a great play because you don't want to actually stop. Like you don't want to try to get in front. Like Huey would be pissed. Yeah. So I do have a time though that Rob messed me up. It was a play we used to run called Crackdown and I'm trailing Steven. And basically it's like a double cut underneath the hoop and Rob, seven footer. I'm short five nine, and you're five nine. Yeah, five nine. So I'm just coming around. That's like elbow, and I just get it like in the like face area, and I'm like, oh my god, I want to just fall down right now, but then they'll notice me. So I like basically my eyes are watering, and I'm trying to keep trailing Steven for no point because he's not getting better from me guarding him. Coaches, <laughs> please. Rob, Tyler, and I were talking a little bit about this via text. All right. I used to love this about Gonzaga basketball. Doesn't matter where we were, tournament at North Carolina, Mount Invitational, doesn't matter. During the timeouts, we sit on the bench and get coached up from the bench. I don't know what year it was, Tyler, maybe 2013, 2014, yep. when we became a folding chair in the middle oh, of the court yes. team. Yes. We, and we were like the last elite program to do it. Tyler, why did we change? It, I think it's for the better because when you're in these Cracker Jack gyms in the WCC, especially at St. Mary's where they overfill it, and you're trying to box out. I remember there's one time it's like at St. Mary's, it's like Dirty Al and I, and I think the big cat, Colin Stevens, and we're trying to like box out fans that are like, re, like leaning over us to yell at our team. So like from a coaching standpoint, it was at home it was great. No one's there, right? We just got – the big booster mm-hmm. behind us. But on the road, it was the worst team on the bench. I don't, I don't know. I always used to just like being like, I, we don't care. We'll fuck off LMU. Yeah, we'll sit right here, you know? I get it. But I always used to think, like, it ha- I can't – there's no way. Because I've been fortunate enough to sit down there a couple of times and you can't hear yourself think. Yeah. Right I, I think it was a – yeah, I don't know when that transition really happened, what year that transition happened, but – I definitely want to say because we do it at home too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's wherever now. Yeah. I want to say it was due to the band being on our side. Now the band has shifted and is by the suites, but I think it was because you couldn't. I don't know. I'm just making this shit up as we go. It sounds right. It sounds perfect, but I have no idea. I have. It, to me, it doesn't make. It, it, you just need to look at a board. That's really all, and then get yelled at, and you can see the emotion in Coach Few's face. So you don't really need anything else. I don't know. Oh, know? is that right? You're just pretty much looking at whatever the next inbound play would be. Or Correct. He's telling you, like, switch on that or whatever. It's not, Correct. You don't need to hear you're, too much. You're not hearing, like, philosophies or, you know, like what we need. It's basically here's the play we're going to do, and don't be um, – What's the correct political correct term? Lazy? Yeah, let's use that term. Yeah. 
Yeah, let's use that term. I think that's why Huey's great, though, right? Like, he coached you guys hard before the games. But in-game, especially – He'll let you rock. Yeah, he that's just, the like, cool thing about yeah. Coach Fee. He'll let you rock out, especially if you're playing well. He'll he'll try to find ways to get you the ball and everything. Because, yeah, those timeouts, there's really more, like, basic stuff that we could easily do. Like, okay, we're going to hedge screens now. Like, just like yeah. a concept that everyone knew. As far as the manager selection committee goes, do you think there should be one and should you be on there? And what would the questions be? Um, what would the questions be? I do like the selection process. Um, I would focus more on the social game of the managers, right? Like, do you understand what basketball is? Because we had one guy when Rob was there that, like, was more of a baseball guy, didn't really know how to do a chest pass. So, like, he'd really just, like, fling it at you. And, like, you got to – you got to be able to pass it a little. Hey, who was the <laughs> football player from Colorado? Do you remember oh, him? I just texted him a week ago. Nick Eaton. Big Nick. Nick Eaton. <laughs> oh, we had some good times, boy. So what? Uh, he would obviously know the right people. He would be connected, and then he'd come in, and he just never played basketball? No, yeah. he, was, uh, he like played college ball, I think, at Colorado State and was doing like his master's at GU and was helping the team for one year. But he was like – little older, really chill guy, but yoked. Like He was a football player doing his internship. He was a legit man, like, <laughs> hanging out. With... <laughs> what year was that? Uh, like our senior year, junior, senior year? Junior year. I want to say it was, our ju- it was our junior year because I remember uh, hanging out with him one night that year, yeah, junior year. <laughs> what uh, best roommate on the road, Tyler? Uh, so I always was stuck with the – I'm not stuck. I was always with the other manager, like with Colin. Um, so so when you were – you were traveling with two managers by the time you were – Correct. Yeah. Yes. The big cat got the nod to travel. <laughs> okay. Um, for, you know, who knows why. Um, but I'd say if I had to pick one, I'd probably pick Meech. Just because Meech was one of my favorite people to fly home with after a win because he'd always have something for us. <laughs> like, there was always – we were ready to land in Spokane and head out onto the town. Meech was oh. always prepared. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, he was, man. I miss that little dude bad. He's a great – best one of the best Zags to ever come through and not really get, this. Uh, I think, the love that he should get, man. Why did he leave? Okay, this is where because he saw Pangos and he saw Pangos coming and, in the wings, and he was like, "Well, I got was, one more year of eligibility." Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Exactly, okay. and you got to kind of, and that's the hard part about basketball too. Is you kind of, you got to have to make those decisions. Like you got to be realistic with yourself, and like I think he he made the right decision because he played NFL football. Yeah. You know, like absolutely. Yeah. So, but you you kind of have to look at like who they're bringing in and i i don't know if that's an issue now or not because everyone transfers if they don't like their school yeah <laughs> i don't know yeah i think uh, that, but it's cool that he had that awareness right like he knew right. what kind of guard few he wanted like he wants a shooting point guard like that's his his dream MO. situation and so pangos is coming in he goes ah, i'm probably not going to get as much burn right now and you know it's mm-hmm. interesting from the outside you may look at it as well the guy meach couldn't shoot and he that's thought he was playing time and he's leaving like you know a lot of people would be like well you know compete get a jumper going but 
yeah, to be around Meech was to be around like one of the most positive guys ever. So you know it wasn't coming from a bad place, and he definitely didn't burn any bridges. So I think that's an ideal transfer situation. Yeah. And they're, they're not always black and white like that. He was a great teammate, too. Al. There's nothing better than Meech on a Saturday morning practice. Eyes all puffy. Eyes all puffy. And then I he mean, switched onto a seven-foot center and is just battling as hard as he can. Oh. <laughs> uh, you mentioned, Tyler, uh, the social aspect of a manager is important. Who in your four-year career had the best balance of being able to turn it up at practice and off the court, if you know what I mean? They were able to kind of compartmentalize the two things. Yeah, I'm not just saying this because he's a host on this show, but it's hands down. Just because the highs for both were so high. (laughs) 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 He's going to be at 714 rolling, and then the next day he's going to be walking to the gym yelling at everyone, like, let's fire up. Coach Jack time, like, it's constantly at a Work hard, play hard, man. That's all I know. You can't – you got to – I have to at least be balanced in my life. So, if I'm going to go hard in one aspect of my life, I'm definitely going to go hard on the other aspect. So, I just at least balance. You can't go hard on one point. Then you're going to forget about other things on this side. You got to have a nice, easy, even keel. It's, it's yeah. I don't know if even keel or balance. <laughs> it's like just a high extreme constantly. I don't remember like a downtime. I'll tell you one thing. That shit hasn't changed. <laughs> God bless him for it. God yep. bless him for it. Uh, <clears throat> give me a story that you wouldn't have been able to tell one, even two years out of school that you feel comfortable telling now. Whether the player in in the story is far enough away from the program or you feel like you're gonna, not going to lose yeah, Go ahead, buddy. you got a lot going on in your mind, man. Go ahead. Let me, let me, I'm just going to roll a name to your feet and see if you pick it up. Bull Kong. No. Nope. Kong content is so good, and there's so many stories out there that people don't know. Yeah, no, I don't think that's my play. That's uh, not a story I feel like. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, I think Rob might be a better source for that. Nope, um, I'm not touching that one. Sorry. I do have a, I get, I do have a great story about Karnowski. Okay. So, Shem Daddy's on his recruiting trip, and immediately when he lands, like Duke reaches out to him. A bunch I remember of that. Yeah. That when he was on in the states, they're like, "Oh, just come for a visit. We'll fly you out." And he's getting pressured his first night, and it's not going well. And I'm going down to do some like laundry, I think. And he hold on. Can I can I pause you there? When you say pressured, I feel like a lot of people don't know what that means. That means there's like an LOI in front of them, and they're like, here's the pen. Yep. So they took him to dinner, and they're like, hey, we want you to sign. Because they knew the more places he saw, right. the odds decrease. So it's like – it's just a, a good recruiting strategy. Like, hey, we got you here. We love you. We want you to sign now and commit to us. Did they take him to the Onion to seal the deal? No. They went to that old uh, – it's closed now. The fish place that was really like Milford? Milford's. There you yeah, go. Great. Um, so yeah, so he's on his first day, he's shooting down in the gym on the next day and I see him and I'm like, Hey, how's it going? And he speaks not a lot of English right now. And he goes, Oh, okay. And Kev's like, I don't think it's going that great. And I go, well, we need to freaking turn this around. Cause this guy's a seven foot giant. So I like te- Pangos. Yeah. He's Pangos was his host. So I text the team. I go, Hey, we're doing a party tonight for Shem. 
And they're like, okay, where? And I was like, oh, let's just go to Corkery. I think someone had an apartment, like Elias lived in Corkery at the time or someone. And so I, back then liquor stores closed. So I'm going down mission at like 70 miles per hour because I have to go get vodka. He's like, I want vodka. vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Like, what kind of goes Burnett's? I'm like, oh, gosh. No, so, he requested Burnett's? <laughs> so I, God bless him. I speed down. I get like seven fifths. I come back. And he would chug the vodka and sip water. Like he would chug the vodka and sip water. Like I've never seen anyone drink vodka and not be phased. So the end of the story goes, he gets absolutely hammered. Mm-hmm. We're at a party. He like, <laughs> he might've slapped a girl's butt. Uh-oh. He slapped back and he had the biggest grin on his face. He picks me up and he's like, Love you, T-Nut, da-da-da. And so I like to think I played a part in his signing with GU. You absolutely did. I, I don't know how I feel about this story right now. <laughs> and then I got in trouble because he tweeted at me. And so compliance is like, shout out to Wait, my he, boy. he tweeted at you before signing? Correct. He's going to Cal and he goes, shout out to my boy at Waterboy Teen. I forget what my Twitter name was then um go gu great night and then compliance calls me in and they're like uh you gotta delete that and i'm like okay yeah. that. and tommy's like <laughs> nice job <laughs> recruiting's a different aspect boys it is we're no we're not extreme like louisville but you yeah. just gotta have, make sure those guys have a good time on their recruiting visit yep that's a good one can you you don't necessarily have to name the players but was there a guy that came through and you did what you could recruiting wise and you thought you had him and then you got your heart broken jeff no. taylor jeff taylor for me i think what 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 year was he wasn't he your sophomore year he came in didn't he come in or maybe it wasn't your year the year before you but it was Cause he came in, he then he went to uh, Vandy. He was like that super athletic. He got drafted by Charlotte back in the day, but we didn't he would, really overstep our recruiting when I was there. I would say like we had a lot of international. Like I don't remember losing a guy. Right. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of when even when I was there, we weren't in. I mean, we weren't a top recruit. No. Like we weren't where we are now. Correct. Where we're in the uh, all these. But top five, top, top ten. Fives, yeah. But yeah, guys, wasn't us. We got, like, guys we wanted, we got, I would say, back then. Yes. We had them young. We signed them early. Like, we knew who we wanted for a longer period of time. Like, I remember being very excited over Keegan Highland. <laughs> remember that? Remember? Out of the guy, he could shoot the lights out, and he was from Portland. Softest. Portland, the Maine. softest guy I've ever played with in my, and I don't care. And he I showed, don't care if I said he is the softest human being I've ever played with. Concussion. He had a one-year concussion. Remember? One year, and then it was an ankle sprain. I, I don't remember him. I think he practiced one time the whole time he was there, and yeah. he always had an injury. And you know who I blame for this? Oh gosh, the great Blake Step. Oh. Why? Were they running together? No. Keegan came on his visit, and Blake Stepp was guarding him. Yeah. And Keegan looked like (laughs) Jimmer for debt. 
And we were like, I remember even going to Coach Few and be like, we need to sign this guy. This guy can shoot. He can do everything. And, like, and little do we know he's getting – he's a guy with no knees is guarding him, Blake Step, and he just – he's going right by Blake and – Looking really nice. I should have been guarding him. Well, I think we signed him that weekend. I think he, we, everybody just commit. He committed and everything. We were like, yeah, you're a part of this. It's you're a great shooter. Science, that's for sure. You, you know, come to think of it, Tyler, you were there during. I mean, we're, we're we've always been international, especially the last ten years. But you really kickstarted the international flavor. Uh, Matisse Merninghoff comes to mind. Yeah, Munninghoff, Kaida. Kaita. Yeah. yeah, what the hell ever happened to Kaita? I was He's playing in about France. Him. Yeah, I think He's he, playing he in... had a good career, right? He did like a D2 afterwards and they won and then he went overseas. He's still playing. Yeah, he played. I think he was with, didn't he play with Steve? Yeah, he did. One year, I think. Mm-hmm. How's your uh, French, Polish, German? Horrible. Non existent. Non existent. Vodka. I can say vodka. Vodka? That's about it. Uh, of all of the walk-ons, who do you think you could beat one-on-one? <laughs> who would you have the closest chance in beating one-on-one? I mean, oh, if I, yeah, Pimog. I'm gonna go just from like <laughs> he had bad knees. Like I think I could like get physical with him, and I've obviously put on some beef since undergrad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I could, yeah, mess him up in the post. Were you there? Were you there when he blew his knee out? Yeah, yeah. Oh, at practice? Oh, was, there was a ball screen, Jack. Oh, God. And he just moved the wrong way. All of a sudden, his kneecap is on the side of his leg. Oh, it was the wildest thing. And then we were trying to, like, I don't know why. I don't know who came up and decided we should practice after that. But practice was done. After that, I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Sean or a player, but like we saw P Mog on campus. They're like, What up, P Mog? High five. And then we kept walking. We're like, Man, no one in the history of college basketball gets more shit than that guy in practice. Like, that <laughs> poor guy gets shit on over and over and over again in practice. I think it's a balance, though. I think, yes, it was a balance. You know, forget that because he was just a little. Yeah, that's his role, right? It's his role. Yeah, yeah. yeah he wanted to be in it. Yeah, right. Like Sorensen, right? Great, great walk on. Knew his role and wasn't going to put his body in a position to get met. Like he knew, he knew his a balance. Pmog was like Rudy and trying to like trying to double team when there was no double team in in like the he would just come over and double team and do just oh god uh, I'd be like. <laughs> And you know what the craziest part is? Pimog is probably the most positive human being I know, hands down. And it it, it was so hard to get mad at him. It was so hard to get mad at him. Yes, and magic tricks. I think you would get – I remember you getting mad at him and then, like, in the locker room, you're like, I'm sorry, you know, I just – I don't know what you were doing. I don't know why you were doubling me. That's just pissing me off. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Rob. Yeah, I just, you know. You, know, oh, you just start laughing. Oh, you're hilarious, Rob. You're hilarious. No, I'm not hilarious. That shit pissed me off. I think that's because nowadays, I don't know what the walk-on situation is. There's probably a lot of preferred walk-ons, right, which is pretty much uh, you have a scholarship, but you don't have a scholarship. Oh. Like you're recruited to be a walk-on. 
back when we were in school, Pimog was like legit two years into like he was a junior when he decided to go off of the team, right? Yeah, him and Sorensen. That's, that's not like, happening at Gonzaga anymore, I don't think, right? We used to have tryouts on like court three of the field house in the yeah. and that's where I think Sorensen and Pimog both like were and we needed a body and that's they they got the got the walk on status. Is is that still a thing at Gonzaga where you could kind of have a name for yourself at the noon games and then that like eventually Tommy or, or Coach Few here, like that's not how it happens anymore, right? No. Because I they, swear that's how it was. It was 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. It's no, not there's it, no there's not they're they're not picking anyone off from an intramural team and giving them a shot. No, remember um who's the big redhead, Rob, that we remember we had like <laughs> okay, so we there was one year, I think it's our junior year, junior year and he we go text me. We get three walks. He'll text me out of nowhere from, like, a San Diego number, and he'll be like, where's a good place to buy a pickup? I'm like, who <laughs> is this? Who is this? Because we had, like, we had Madhu. We had, like, Tommy. I think his name was Tommy. Mm-hmm. Tommy, I seen him. I saw him not too long ago. And then who was the big Matt? Was it Matt? Big Matt. Big Matt. This, like, big. Rower. These, he was the, a rower. Yeah, on the crew he team. was like he you know who he reminded he was like a bill walton but not skilled yeah so he he was he came to gonzaga to row crew mm-hmm. and then a, enough people probably told him to try out for the team and he no did. i think we just brought him in there for a big body we needed a red squad i think like our team was injured or like guys weren't picking up plays so we needed guys to help like run plays i don't really know what happened but we had three dudes that like I don't even know should be shouldn't have been there, but they were great. <laughs> he was just oh gosh, and he was huge, and he, he was Bill Walton because you. I remember the comments he would say were like typical Bill Walton comments, but just he did not have any like skills. And to this day, like I tell you, he'll text me out of the blue and be like, "You know what's really good? Like creme brulee is really good." And I'll like, <laughs> I'm like, who is this? I kind of like, like oh. those those guys in my life, though. I get a text every six months, and it's like some they're recommending some Amazon Prime show that premiered like three years earlier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like that. Tina, the scariest you've ever seen Coach Few yelling at a walk-on or a manager who did something that was dangerous that could have hurt a player or hurt a player. I, don't, I was never there for a manager injury and a player. Um, the maddest I ever seen Fuey was pro, not even. Yeah, I can't. I don't have a story for that. You're asking. I do have a yeah. Fuey being pissed. And even it's, better, it's at Wazoo, Rob's junior year when we lost and we got smacked. Oh, and, Clay Thompson. Yeah, and he's like spitting in the like timeout and smash. This is my biggest fear he would smash whiteboard pens when he was really mad and then they wouldn't work and he'd need another one. And I think I ran out. I think he went through like five, like who thinks you need more than five? And I'm like, like, I'm out. Everyone's looking at me. I'm like, you guys, he just smashed five dry erase markers. And so he's just moving his finger. Um, But that's probably the most mad I've ever seen him. Oh, do I hear a baby in the background? Let me mute real quick. 
No, don't mute. I want to hear I like baby calls, man. Yeah, we got a – that's Cooper. He is three months old. Oh, how's dad life? It's great. It's great. It's awesome. You get to work from home now and – I'm actually Washington passed the law, so it's actually the Paid Family Leave Act. So I am just full time taking care of Coop right now for the next couple months. Boom, Look at baby. you, just take advantage of the system. I might need to make another baby just for that reason too. I need to get paid. You know, my dream is actually to be like Dirty Al. My wife's a lawyer, so I'm hoping one day that I get to live the the Alex Hernandez life because I think that that is the dream. That's Absolutely. quite a life. How many, uh, how many intramural champion shirts do you have in the Seth house right now? Oof. Too many. Too many. All, were they all earned? Yep. All earned. Yeah. Oh, really? So how many championships do you think you have? Uh, too many. Because when I came back, I've worked at GE now for six years. So, like, I'm, like, the law school age, right? Yeah. Start, so, I mean, flag football, it's all just about being crafty. I mean, <laughs> get a dinger then that's good so i have too many uh, too many and i should stop playing <laughs> i i disagree keep it going buddy no, it's, it's not about me keep it going <laughs> um legendary gonzaga manager tina tyler seth do you have your starting five prepared yeah for the for the oh just for all time not all time this is strictly bachelor contestants Oh, Bachelor contestants, yes. Okay. Well, I actually have a hot take here. Please. I think that the top five Bachelor candidates are all part of the 08-09 Gonzaga roster. <laughs> and let me explain. I think that being a Bachelor, you obviously have to have some looks. But I was asking my wife, and she goes, there's been some duds recently. So they have to be a character and have some personality. Duds. Yeah. So I think I my my picks have a personality. No, and, no. And so I don't. I think they'd be good in front of the camera. They wouldn't fall in love on the first day, and I think that's important. You can't fall in love on the first day. Never. Are you a Bachelor guy, Tyler? No, I only watch Bachelor in Paradise because I can laugh at them the whole time. God. Okay, so your your starting five is Rob is the Sweet Sixteen team. Correct. But I have five on there. So okay, I have, please, please. I have, obviously, Maddie B. I have Rob. I have Pargo. Ira. Jesus. Ira, because you need, you need the, the guy who's, like, eight years older than everybody. In the and, that, like, it's smooth. Like, he's – I'm not even touching this competition with a 10-foot pole. Or a 10-inch pole. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> And Andrew Sorensen, but when he has hair. So a little later in his life. Okay, so you're leaving off uh, the Renaissance man himself, Stephen Gray. Smart. Yes. Smart yep. move. Well done. Very I'm, smart. I'll start with Steve. <laughs> Dude, Steve was a drama major for the most part. Playing division being, and he was at times the best person on the best player on the basketball team. But is Steven gonna care to be on the show? All the more reason to have him on the show. If he feels like he doesn't even belong there, yeah, Very if he feels true. like he's above the show, I want him on the show. So, yeah, that's a good call, Jack. I would say he's up there. Uh, I would definitely put in – oh, this is a tough one. Meech. Meech. Meech is a character guy. Okay. 
I'm getting nervous with these questions right now. These are making me nervous. I'll go dick out. Oh, well done. Casey Calvary. Casey Calvary. Um, okay. 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 I feel like I got to do a somewhat recent guy. I'll, I'll do Corey. Corey's don't give me Tyler. Tyler's shrugging. Yeah, he yeah. He just, because he, feels he like, just loves Corey. I know. We don't but, like um, babies cooing. I think that's a safe. I just think that's a safe answer. So like, if you're, I'm going Josh Perkins. Nice. Josh Perkins is also good. Why is it a safe? I'm trying to win, pal. I mean, I think like you could go with the Kispert, Mike Hart. Like you could just go with what the Bachelor is already. You yeah, mean like, very true. Like very six true. Foot five, six foot four, six foot five white guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. You get Drew Barham. Like, I think you could get the whole, like, no, but yeah. That's the, the prep white boy look. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Um, hmm. I'm, I, this is like, this is very nerve wracking bringing up names right now. I don't know. Um, I'll go. I have to hear the, uh, these people call me back. You know, I'll go. Chad. I'll go Roni. Ooh, that's a good one. Good call. Good call. Oh, I would probably have to go Earl Knight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Again, I'm trying to do – I don't know if I should do someone super obscure or – Ryan Edwards. Ryan Edwards. Ryan Edwards, Ryan Edwards actually, actually comes up on this pod more than you'd think, Tina. Yeah, I'm not bringing up Ryan Edwards as a, he listens to this too, you know. So I'm big dipper. I'm a fan. No, he's not the. Uh, he's a, he's a charmer, but he's not that type of guy. <laughs> I'll, go, <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. Sam Dower. Ooh, that's a good. Ooh. One. I'll go Sam Dower. All right. Uh, Rod, do, I, one more? do I have one more or two? Yeah, yeah one more. Meech, Casey, Josh, Earl. Ooh. Who would I want to go out with on the tee? <laughs> that was the list. I don't think we were doing, but hey, I uh, that, to figure it out. That's the only way I would have to figure it out. If you're doing a bachelor deal. Um you going with Andy Pulling, the condor? Definitely not Andy. No Andy, pancakes. No, Andy's not the bachelor. I would Ooh, Mike Hart is I would have to say Mike Hart. Mike Hart. Clean cut. Yeah, safe call. That's gonna get you the votes though, because all women love Mike Hart. Grandma's They do. Like everyone loves Mike. Mike Hart, do you think that's the last Gonzaga will ever have? Was he a uh Walk on? Yeah, but he was – did he come on knowing that he was going to be a walk-on? Uh, no, he, he – I think he – they knew about him, and then he kind of had a more invite-type walk-on, I would say. I think okay. he was a walk-on, but I don't know if he wanted to be, and then he did, obviously. Okay, so he obviously could have played at a number of lower-level D1, D2 schools, but decided to just go to college. And then Correct. when he was at GU, was like, maybe I'll try to walk on, and then became a starter. Yeah, because I think him and B-Mike were close to their – they knew each other. Oh, okay. High school backs. Yeah. So he's probably like the last true 
great Gonzaga walk-on story we'll have because we're just at a different level now. Yeah, that probably. Yeah. He was different. He was just like – he had the build to be D1, right? And then he had the – I mean, remember that drill, uh, Rob, where they would like – if you got the rebound, you'd stay going? Oh, the fast break drill. I swear, Mike would go like twenty-five minutes straight, getting every rebound, and the coaches Mike, would lose it. <laughs> what was crazy about Mike too? I I would always see him in the most random spots in campus, in the most random times, like three in the morning. What are you doing here, Mike? What Why are you, are doing you on campus? Oh, I I I have my issues. I have my <laughs> I had my vices. I was I don't know what it was, but. I had to figure out what I was doing at three in the morning at that time too. Um, but yeah, I'd be like, Mike, what are you doing? Cause he's not that type of guy to go party and rage. So I'd be like, what are you out? What are you out here for? Why do I see you out, man? I don't know. I can't <laughs> tell you. He wouldn't even say anything. You would just smile. That'd be like in the locker room, everyone thought like, like, like Mike, who, you know, how many girls, you know, who, who you seeing? And he would just smile and everyone just assumed he was just pulling all these, these checks. Well, that's what's funny about Gonzaga because it was small enough where you couldn't date a couple different girls and not like figure it out. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> not, not to say that they would figure it out, but like your friends would figure it out. Like everyone knows. Oh, it's, this is a horrible is, episode, boy. Where the are we going is, with The this? network is small enough where it's like, unless it's, unless you're dating like a Spokey, like you're, you're going to be seen around campus and at house parties with, with I think that should be the next list. I think you should go, you know, po- po- famous girls from your era. No, we're not touching this. Oh. We're not going down this lane. We're not going down this road. We're not doing any of this type of stuff. I will put my foot down now. I what see where road. this is. That is, yeah, that's like the one topic that <laughs> the chicks you dated while at Gonzaga because there's definitely going to be some, <laughs> some overflow. Mm, right. I'm not touching that one with a foot. Never mind. Yeah. C-Nut. Tyler Seth. Again, you may not know the name Tyler Seth, but you certainly know the name T-Nut if you've been around the program for long enough. Thank you for your time, buddy. What do you got the rest of the day? We're going to sing a little um, nursery, nursery rhyme at 11. Yep, we got book time, tummy time, all the good things. Tummy time. <laughs> what time is t- tummy time for the kid? Uh, we'll do around noon probably today. Yeah. Tummy time. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I'm gonna walk, go on, we're going to go on a walk. I'll, go, I'll walk past your marketing intern's house and just you know i think he should go to more schooling i think you guys should put some more pressure on your marketing intern do you oh right marketing intern do you uh i was like who uh so you live up in uh that yep. area Zag well, heights too yeah we live on the same street the Whitmer ridge coxes and the seths because i was up yeah i was at both Whitmer's and cox's house you're on that same street same street yep oh, okay it's a great spot. Yeah. I think you would just had a baby when I was up there. It yep. was it's college just 2.0. <laughs> it's really what it is. It's beer pong in people's yards still. It's when was the last time you played beer pong, Tyler? Um, probably in, over the summer. Right? My God brother. bless you. God bless you. Keep it alive. Keep it going. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, Tina. Appreciate your time, buddy. Boys. Appreciate you, Tina. Great I, job. Great to see you. Love you all. Go Zags.
go Zags. Rob, do you have something to, uh, to wrap it up with? What does not kill us makes us stronger. Nietzsche. From the corner! And it's over! Gonzaga! The slipper still fits! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.